Welcome to Geek to Guru. What is a computer? What is it about a computer that makes it so different from, say, a TV or a DVD player or a car or something as simple as a toaster? The main difference is that things like TVs and dishwashers are complete machines. That is, they're self-contained and don't need anything extra to be able to do whatever it is that they do. A computer, on the other hand, is an incomplete machine. It's nothing more than a collection of parts and has no purpose until it has some software running in it to give it a purpose. And that, right away, is why computers appear to be so complicated. A computer can have as many different purposes as there are software programs it can run. It can be a word processor, a financial manager, a phone, even a video phone, a photo editor, a home video editor, a music studio, and a platform for playing games. It can even be several of these things at one time. Let's go back to where I said that a computer is just a collection of parts. An understanding of the important parts gives us a foundation that we can build on, so let's take a look at these. There aren't that many parts, and individually they're not at all difficult to understand. The first part is the CPU, or Central Processing Unit. This is the part that executes the instructions in a program. The instructions themselves are individually very simple. Add two values, multiply two values, compare two values, write something to the screen, and so on. But the CPU can execute them incredibly fast, thousands of millions of instructions every second. The instructions are read from the second major component of any computer, the memory or RAM. The memory holds the programs that are actually running and the data that those programs are working with. Incidentally, there's another kind of memory called ROM, or read-only memory. The contents of this is usually blown in at the factory and can only be read out by the processor. It can't write data back. I'll mention this now because we'll be coming back to it later. Programs are loaded into memory from the third major component, which is the hard disk drive. The hard disk provides permanent storage for programs and data. It can contain way more data than the memory, and also, unlike the memory, the hard disk doesn't lose the data when the power goes off. Lastly, we have the keyboard and mouse for user input, and the screen for user output. Now, as I mentioned, this hardware can't do anything until it has some software loaded into the memory so that the CPU can run it. So, how does the machine get some useful instructions into the memory when the power comes on? Bear in mind that the CPU needs instructions in memory to tell it how to load instructions into memory, which makes the whole thing sound impossible, like lifting yourself off the ground by pulling on your own bootstraps. And that's why we talk about booting a computer. That's where the term comes from. Actually, there's a section of read-only memory, remember that, I mentioned it earlier, which contains the instructions that the CPU executes immediately after the power comes on. The instructions in this thing, which is usually called a boot ROM, tells the CPU how to load the operating system into memory and start it running. And that leads us straight into the question of what is an operating system? All operating systems, whether it's Windows or Mac OS X or whatever it is you're running, have a small number of basic functions that they all perform. 
The first of these isn't so important to us as users, but I'm including it for completeness. It's that the OS provides an environment for the programs that run under its control. This isn't something that you'd normally need to think about unless you're writing programs, so enough about that. More importantly to us as users is that the OS provides a user interface. Windows, menus, buttons and so on that let us control the machine, start and stop programs and so on. Another function that the OS gives us isn't so obvious, but it's actually just as important. This is the OS manages the resources of the system. So, what does that mean? Well, the processor is one resource. The operating system makes sure that every program gets a fair slice of time on the processor. For the hard disk, the operating system makes sure that only one program can access the disk at any given time. It also keeps the files organized and makes sure that the free space is kept track of. Memory, of course, is another resource. The operating system makes sure that each program has its own dedicated memory and doesn't overlap another program's and can access another program's memory by accident. And for other devices, such as printers, scanners, cameras, and so on, the operating system makes sure that only one program can access the uh, device at a particular time. And this is what we mean by resource management. The OS also does some things to help with performance, such as keeping a cache of recently accessed data from the hard disk in memory so that it can be accessed much quicker if it's needed again. This is why adding more memory to a computer can improve its performance, especially if it doesn't have very much to start with. In this episode, then, we have covered a 30,000 foot view of computers, their hardware and the operating systems that manage that hardware and give you a user interface to allow you to control the system. In the next episode I'll talk about the internet and how your computer connects to it and talks with other systems on the net. That will be the end of this basically introduction section and from that point on we can go into more detail and talk about problems and fixes. So until the next episode, bye bye. See our website at geek2guru.blogspot.com for notes, further reading and contact information.